personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. I am just thrilled to be talking to my guest right now, Anthony Tramontano, and I'm telling you why. We were just talking, Anthony and I. He's the CPA extraordinaire, and we were just talking about innovation. And while some of you may be down in the dumps about coronavirus, Anthony's launching a business, making the world happen. Anthony, what's going on with innovation in the, I guess, how do you say, exciting world of CPA? <laughs> Well, Andrew, thank you for having me on the show, first and foremost. Um, and let me just say, it's, accounting is not as boring as everyone may think it to be. I don't so know, dude. It, I, it, I, was in, <laughs> I took accounting classes, and I remember when I was doing – so I, my major in undergrad was accounting for a long time. And when we did gap principles, I thought about different ways to kill myself. So maybe if you were my professor, we have Professor Anthony on the line right now. And Anthony, tell us why it, it's exciting to be innovative as a CPI when coronavirus is happening. Well, I've worked for four different uh, small business accounting firms uh, over the past almost decade. And what I've done is I've taken the good from them, I've seen the bad, and I've adapted that to be what's now Anthony P. Tramontano's CPA PC, which is really a modern-day version of a CPA firm with traditional values. So, Anthony— I don't think that— Anthony, yeah. what I want to know is tangibly, I'm listening to you right now. I'm going through my Rolodex. I'm saying I'm going through the Google. I'm saying I need an accountant. What is innovation, innovative about Anthony? What is Anthony doing that's saying this guy's for me? Well, here's what we're doing. Instead of doing in-tax season appointments with the coronavirus going down, we could do Zoom meetings. We have a face-to-face -face meeting where we still do your taxes in person, so to speak. Um, except virtually, where we're utilizing the technology. Um, we've got the uh, secure file upload this way. You don't have to worry about emailing or mailing documents that are of a sensitive nature. So slow you down. Let's slow down. So sure. first, I could sit with you and I could have a meeting in person, but on Zoom, so you're not going to give me any contagions. Number two, what you're telling me is you have a secure server where people can upload and download files and not worry about anyone doing some wire fraud on me. What else do I got? Exactly. Uh, we also have the ability, you know, businesses right now might not have the capacity to keep on their bookkeeper full time. They might not have the time to be keeping track of their books and records. They need the time to run their business and make money, which is getting harder and harder with this coronavirus going around. What I always say is, why not have a professional do it? Have someone like me logging into your bank account online with viewing only access using QuickBooks to export the data into QuickBooks, do a quick write-up where I'm allocating the income and the expenses, and then we have a conversation about where your business stands, what trends we're seeing, any anomalies we're seeing, and then it becomes a conversation as opposed to something that's bogging these business owners down. Um, when they really need to be focusing on ways that they can get innovative within their own businesses in this current well, time. Well, I'm a business owner, so this is actually appealing to me. So what you're saying to me is if I have a bookkeeper in-house and we have to downsize somehow, one of the things that we can do is we can outsource to you the bookkeeping, and not only can we get it done, but you can do it to a whole nother level of excellence by giving us strategies and ideas to save money. 
Well, that's exactly what it should be. And that's why I always, I am a full promoter of having a bookkeeper in-house if you can. I say because having someone who's paying the bills and keeping track of your receivables is absolutely ideal to have someone on your team doing that. However, it's not always realistic. It's not always cost efficient. Sometimes it's better to have a professional on the outside say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm you yourself are going to pay your electric bill. You're going to pay your utility bill. You're going to pay your rent, et cetera. But instead of having someone in-house keep track of that for, you know, payroll taxes and salary and benefits, you could have an outside professional come in, put all that data into QuickBooks for you, have a conversation with you to benefit your company. And not only that, if they're doing your tax return at the end of the year, for me personally, I generally find it easier to do the work throughout the year and then prepare someone's tax return than to take it and try and clean it up. So, so I think it becomes more efficient on the back end as well. Let's talk about that tax return thing because I'm getting stressed. I, am, I Every time I know a lot of accountants, as I told you, undergrad in accounting, these accountants lose their hair and get fat during March because this is the time you're working 48 hours a day. And so what's going on now? What do I need to know tax return time? Well, tax return-wise, it's very interesting because the first thing that happened was the IRS suspended payments uh, until July 15th. So I that like that. meant that you would... That's right, great. You would, but, Tell me. but what it originally, they said you would still have to file an extension by April 15th, which was mind-blowing to me because I said it makes no sense for me to have to file an extension of time to file in April, still have to... Fu- still have to pay in July, but I could still file my return as late as October 15th. So they were all over the place. What they've done now is now July 15th is both the is the time that you have to file an extension by and pay your taxes by. So just so, so I'm clear, whoa, 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 October. Anthony, I got to know this. Sure. So I normally would be getting ready for my taxes right now. So they're giving me this extension. Are, am I paying a penalty? Is there interest? Am, is this going to cost me money? Or tell me. There is no penalties or interest being calculated for paying in July as opposed to paying in April. What people are not talking about is generally um, each year you have to pay a substantial amount of the prior year's tax to avoid underestimated tax penalties, though. And those are due in December, not April 15th. So you have to have a substantial amount of tax for the current year paid in by the end of December. Otherwise, they hit you with underestimated tax penalties that are due in April. Now, no one said anything yet about whether or not they're going to waive these underestimated tax penalties. And I think that's going to be a big talking point as, you know, the tax deadline starts to come near is, are you going to forgive these late payments in lieu of the coronavirus that's going on right now? So I'm going to tell everyone why I'm having you on, because when I first met you, we were discussing about these old school accountants that tell me the way things are done. And you and I got into a whole conversation about revenue rulings. And as one of your clients, what I want to know is, can we get a private letter ruling from the IRS to answer that question? Maybe if you and I apply with a private letter ruling request, we can get that answer for not just us, but all of the people out there that are running businesses. Because I don't want underestimated tax penalties, do you? No, nobody does. And and really, that brings up a good point is, you know, what can we do to defer revenue from a year in which 2019 might have been prosperous to a year in 2020 where we're lacking revenue and have a whole lot of expenses? 
why do we want to pay tax now when we could defer it to 2020? Just so, so I'm clear. To get it, Just so I'm clear. It, it's unclear. Well, I want to understand Absolutely. this. Can I defer? Can I defer without doing tax fraud? Because that whole jail thing's not for me. And I understand that if you play too many games, I've read about these people going to jail. And I got to tell you, I watched, um, have you seen Orange is the New Black? They film it in Riverhead Jail. I've seen you get a really nice hairdo there, which is very nice because that transgender (laughs) lady does it. But besides that, I'm not into jail, especially coronavirus is spreading there. So can you defer from one year to the other without doing tax fraud? Tell me what I'm getting into here. Well, there needs to be a legitimate reason in order for you to defer the income. And by that, for example, as an attorney, you might have client retainers that you have not yet earned that income on. I do. If you have not yet, if you have not yet earned that income, then you should not be paying tax on that income, per se. Agreed. Uh, one, one of the biggest things that's going to happen, and this is going to um, really depend on what happens with the economy, is I specialized in... Uh, construction contractors for four years and their financial statements. And one of the things is they complete, and I won't get into the uh, into the details of the accounting, but let's just say their accounting is on a percentage of completion basis. So what percentage of a job have I completed is how much revenue I recognize. That's a very subjective number. What I'm thinking is I'm thinking that a lot of accountants and a lot of construction management companies are going to be very conservative in 2019 with how much revenue they recognize because they'd much rather defer that revenue into 2020 when they know they're not going to have as much of a boom. And going back to you doing outsourcing of the bookkeeping, not that I want this as a permanent thing, but in coronavirus, when you're doing this bookkeeping, we could be thinking about these things right when the accounts receivables are coming in and right when we're account payables are going, and we could be talking about this in the process. I think that's a very exciting time. So what you're saying to me is that I can, I can legally deal with deferring certain revenues because even though I receive certain monies, it's not allocated to the right number. Is that what I'm getting? Right, and the whole principle is the matching of revenues with expenses. So, you know, back to those gap principles of college, you know, the idea is that you should match your revenue with the expenses that were incurred to earn it. So if you have not yet incurred the expenses to earn the revenue, it makes sense that you would defer it's unearned revenue. Uh, You get into the nuances of cash basis versus accrual basis for the IRS, the IRS very well make, may make an argument and say, if you're a cash basis taxpayer and you collected the money, I don't care whether or not you've earned the revenue, you should pay tax on it. However, my argument would be, I've not incurred the expenses, I'm matching my expenses with my income, and it's a timing issue. So I would take that fight any day and twice on Sundays if I had to. I love that. And like you and I discussed a second ago, we're going to work together on getting a private letter ruling. We're going to ask for a request so we can understand this information. Anthony, we're running low on time, but a lot of people are going to want to be able to reach out to you. It's Anthony Tramontano, and I'm going to give them your number. It's 631-252-2517. Thank you. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.